Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Listen, all you New Yorkers. You taxi. This is the 77 WABC minicast. We have with us now Michael Goodwin, the great Pulitzer Prize winning columnist of the New York Post. And Michael, your headline said it all. Uh, New York City Council hates cops because, boy, cops, I can't think of a more difficult job right now than being a police officer in New York City. Right. Uh, Rita, you got it right. I mean, that's just uh, it's a terrible time. I mean, that's why so many officers are quitting. Uh, well in advance of retirement age. And you always had a cadre of older officers who would stay beyond uh, the uh, retirement age. Some loved to be detectives, police officers still, or they moved up into the management ranks and, you know, ran precincts and, and commands uh, and special units. But now you just have everybody saying, look, the, the job is too difficult. It's getting more dangerous. I'm not getting the support from the politic, from the politicians or the public or the courts or the judges or the prosecutors. And why should I go out and risk my life or risk injury making an arrest of somebody who's going to be back out on the streets while I'm still filling out paperwork? Um, and then, of course, there are the suburban towns, which in many cases pay more for less dangerous work, frankly. And so I think that there's just a lot of pressure on the police and for the council to come in at this time and burden it with this further issue of keeping documents, creating documents out of every virtually every interaction with a member of the public is, is just piling on. I mean, it, it it just shows that the council does not understand the the excuse me one second. Is that your phone? Does not understand <laughs> Wait, the what, work that, of the what police. What song is that, Michael? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Something my daughter put on my phone. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was like, that's a pretty good song. That's a pretty. Uh, George Venizelos, you got a question for the man yeah. with the ringtone? Yeah, Michael, I, I, your article is spot on. I can't, I can't agree with you more. And this, this well, council and this council should should be ashamed of what they're doing to the city. It's obvious that this council, I grew up in the 60s and 70s, uh, you know, so I know the New York City from the 60s and 70s. You know, obviously this council didn't live during that period. They only know the New York of, uh, the Disneyland New York. You know, they don't know what 42nd used to look, 42nd Street used to look like. Or they know and they don't care. And And the problem is, it is the police and law and order that made this city great. Without law and order, companies won't be here. People won't want to live in a city. I remember the day when people didn't want to live in a city. That's why they all lived in New Jersey in the suburbs. You know, now, now, okay. you know, and, and, and they're, the disrespect for the police is, is sickening. We were talking about it earlier in the show. How can people stand by and watch two police officers getting beat up by do you a bunch to, of punks? Do you want punks? to hear, George? This is interesting. A friend of mine, uh, who we know, a senior, uh, retired now law enforcement said this, uh, Michael Goodwin. Because he was listening right. to the show earlier, and he said two words, Daniel Penny. He 
He said people are now afraid to intervene because they see what happens. They're afraid that, you know, you're going to get suddenly pulled in for, for, how sad is that? You can't argue with that either. How sad. Wow. Uh, Michael Goodwin? And and, uh, let me just say something quickly uh, about, about this change in, in tenor toward the police. You know, uh, years ago, there was a sense, in many cases legitimate, or in some cases anyway, that that the police were heavy-handed in minority neighborhoods. It was largely a white police force. Uh, And yet now you have a a police force where there is no majority uh, race or ethnicity. It is a minority-majority police force and has been for almost 20 years. And yet when the council does things like what it did yesterday, it's basically saying we want to know the race of everyone you stop. And Adrian Adams, the uh, council speaker, I saw her on a television interview and she said, you know, 97 percent of the stops are still in the non-white neighborhoods. Now, how does she know all that? Where does she get that? And what does she make of that, even if it's true? I mean, the implication of the way she said it is it's a racist police force still. Yeah, that's I mean, outrageous. Peter it, Peter King no, is here. Go ahead, Pete. Uh, Michael, first of all, great column as always. I, I particularly appreciate the point you made about Eric Adams. Listen, like you, I had high hopes for him. But even in this, you know, he, he vetoed the bill. Then he gave a half-hearted uh, opposition to it. We said he, he's, he's against one party, he's for another. There was none of that fire and brimstone that you would really need you know, to be able to stop that veto. And I, I was disappointed in that. Yeah, I agree with you, Pete. I mean, I, uh, as I wrote in the column, this has become a maddening pattern of his where he never really fights. You know, he doesn't fight for the thing he says he wants whether it's Joe Biden and the migrants, whether it's Kathy Hochul and and the legislature on the uh, all the cut them loose uh, talk and laws that they did in Albany on uh, bail reform, et cetera. Uh, And now you have this where I was blown away when, you know, he he made this big effort. He vetoed it, which is a big deal. He invited council members to go and ride along to persuade them. And then at the end, he says, there's just one part uh, that I disagree with. Otherwise, I'm fine with it. Yeah, he should say, he should say, wait a minute. I am a former law enforcement of many years. He's a retired captain. We all know that's part of the reason he got elected. I think because people thought he would keep the city safe. He should say, I will not tolerate this. This is unacceptable. Where is that fire, Michael Goodwin? Well, that's precisely it. He, he never shows it. He, he gets mad at the media and that's about it. I mean, he will not take on the president. He will not take on the governor. He will not take on the legislature. And now he folds in front of the city council. I mean, how is he going to govern? Are we going to be we're going to be governed by the left wing of the Democratic Party? He was elected to be the antidote. He was going to be the moderate centrist Democrat with a law enforcement background who was going to stress making crime number one issue for him. And he ran on that campaign, but he's getting a lot of resistance. And I feel like he's just being swept along now. It's look, it it may be his own legal problems. They may be very serious, uh, but whatever it is, he's just not fighting in the way that former mayors. I mean, try to imagine Ed Koch with that bill or Rudy Giuliani or even Bloomberg. They all would have stood up and made a real argument and made it clear, and they would have denounced it when it was over. 
he doesn't doesn't play that way. He doesn't fight that way. And so he loses, uh, I would say, about 95 percent of his political battles. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Where's the fire in the belly to keep all of us safe? Um, Michael Goodwin, thank you very, very much. We so appreciate you being here on Cats and Cosby and always fighting the good fight for New York City. Thank you.